I would date these guys who were so judgmental of me. And I'm like, you don't understand. I was working through religion. I thought I had to marry everyone I slept with. <laughs> <laughs> Dear wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. Today we have in studio vocal phenomenon, mother. You wear so many hats in the music industry and just in the entertainment industry, and I am so excited. Um, But we also have some other episodes we want to chat about. Corey. What's going on with Patreon? Oh, yes. Patreon.com slash hi, my name is mom. We are about to wrap up this season, but we're still going to be releasing episodes every week. The 10 minute gab fest for anyone who doesn't know what that is. It's the best part of our podcast. We set a 10 minute timer and then we throw a ridiculous topic into the room and then we have 10 minutes to talk. And as you know, like we can get Gabby. And so when the timer goes off, we have to stop talking. The topics almost always make Kayla blush too. So they're just the best. But for some reason, she lets us release what she talks about on the gab. Well, you guys, no, no, no. I don't let you. You don't give me a choice. That's true. I do because, all the all the distribution, so I just do guys, what I want. It's only three dollars a month. So if you want the the juice, the only juice I spill. That sounds gross when you say juice. <laughs> I like to say juice, okay? And moist. I was just thinking that. No. <laughs> you were inside of my brain, no. Nikki. So all that to say, uh, if you want a moisty episode, oh, a moisty. Oh, oh no, this has gone sideways. Now people are leaving. <laughs> Patreon. Um, yes. Anyway, patreon.com slash hi, my name is mom. Three bucks a month gets you tons of bonus content. Go do it, please. We would love you forever if you do. Okay, let's talk about Nikki. I am so excited to have Nikki Leonti. Let's talk about Nikki. Nikki, from what I've learned about you, and I can't wait to learn more, what you have gone through over the course of your career and your journey as a mom is a couple of things that we've talked a lot about meeting, which is the identity crisis of becoming a new mom, which you did at a very young age when you're still trying to figure out who you are anyway. And then judgment. There is so much judgment when you become a mom anyway. And Nikki was kind of faced with the ultimate judgment of getting judged by her church, her gospel record label. And to me, that is like a collision Oh yeah, a very difficult thing. Like you weren't just getting judged on whether or not you you chose breast or bottle. Like right. people were judging your soul, right? Character assassination. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it was you know Christians can be the hardest on people. Yeah, oh, so they were really yeah. hard on me. You were on a on a label as a thirteen year old, right? On a yes. gospel label. Yes, I was. Um, I signed my first deal at thirteen, and my second deal at fifteen. And by then, I was touring the country and telling people to abstain from sex till uh-huh. marriage. Uh-oh. I was an abstinence speaker, yes. And I really believed it at the time that people Didn't we all? Didn't yeah. we all? You know? yeah. 15, of course. <laughs> yes. And it's I, easy at 15. It's easy. I'd never had any um, contact with a man. No one taught me about contraceptives. No one taught me about, um, well, they, they said don't take contraceptives if you do that is you're already you're allowing it that's you know this preconceived thing you're going to go and do that 
So, and my dad, oh, my dad had some crazy things. And he was like, you know, girls who are loose, you know, shave their pubic hair and all that kind of stuff. And um, no. oh my gosh, I'm just going right in. I'm sorry. I love it. So when I got knocked up, I had a full bush. So that was like how you justify, like, I yeah. won't shave because then I will be loose. Right. And I won't take contraceptives. <laughs> because then I'm premeditated sex. Sex, and I'm willfully sinning at that point. Right. And don't wear anklets either. My da- another weird thing. Anklets, definitely, anklets. A, definitely a hooker sure. if you wear women wear anklets, you know. So all of these things that was filtering through. And I didn't know about sex. I didn't know about ejaculation. I'd never seen anything like it. And yeah. so it was all like, we didn't <laughs> have <quite> epic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard about the river of life flowing out of me, but I never saw it. really just saw comes it. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that fountain in front of the Venetian in Vegas? <laughs> Kayla, you understand this isn't on Patreon, right? <laughs> it was so confusing. I mean, everything was confusing. I didn't think I could get pregnant. I just didn't know. And so, you know, my parents growing up, the only thing they said about relationships was marry a Christian man. You know, that's mm, all yeah. they told me. Right. So I married a Christian pedophile abuser crazy guy you know because I got pregnant so I'm, I'm jumping to that but yeah I found out I was pregnant I was on the road and um had to tell like my tour and managers and the whole thing and I knew at that point like if I was gonna go ahead and have my daughter like it was done there was nothing left for me in the industry and and that would be a wrap but it was one of those things I was like well like this is it you know I called everybody and it was as I thought you know you know, this uh, store chain has taken your uh, CDs. That was, you know, popular at the time for this old gal. Oh, yeah, retro. Uh, CDs retro. off the shelves. Yeah. And your songs off the radio stations and everyone, you know, canceled their shows and, and that sort of thing. So it happened really fast overnight. And I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I was really sick early on um, in the pregnancy and then the whole pregnancy and I ended up with a hundred gallstones by the time I gave birth and had surgery that day. So it was just like this painful teenage pregnancy going through the physical and the mental aspects of rejection and what was happening to me. And then here's this guy. I have no idea who he is because it was like basically a spiritually arranged marriage. Like if you have sex and you probably should be with him forever and yeah. that sort of thing. To sort of so justify. It was something I thought, well, if I'm ever going to have a chance out right. here in Christian music, yeah. I better get married and and make this right in the eyes of God and man. You know, I just yeah. had all these things I was trying to make right. So I married him, gosh, a week after I found out I was pregnant. Wow. I have I have kind of a hard question did you ever consider at at your age and in the industry you were in not going forward with the pregnancy oh yeah so it was a struggle for you like early oh I mean I I had a I called the clinic like it was a thing I'm like I can just be done and I when I talk about this um I'm very honest about the fact that I did uh, choose life in that moment and I went on to not choose life in my life uh shortly after Mm -hmm. so it was one of those things where I was like well if it doesn't matter anyway you know it was all these weird I was so it's very convoluted yeah yeah I I mean the mixed messages like your entire foundation was rocked yeah what was it like telling your parents who had instilled all of these confusing messages in you oh they are a confusing message (laughs) (laughs) they still are um they were uh, 
strange with it. It was like, yeah. oh, you're going to come back then to California? It was kind of that sort of thing. Because I was yeah. living in Nashville, touring out of here, wherever all the tour buses left. So I was just kind of staying here. Um, they were, you know, disappointed in me, but it was kind of, I don't know. It was a really weird response. And they're just like, well, just get back to California. So, yeah. I want to make a note real quick, just because I am a Christian and I have a great relationship with Jesus, that the Christians I feel like that we're talking about right now are not the relationship that is what Jesus has led us to. I feel like I just need to say that because it's not yeah. like there's no judgment or hate or guilt. Like the whole guilt based faith is not biblical. Like, right. it's just not well, biblical. Also, Christians aren't supposed to judge, period. That's what I'm so, saying. And right. so, like, I just, like, thing. Yeah. because, like, I am a Christian and I hear this and, well, and, yeah, and, I, you, know, and I know you feel that way. It's not a too. judgment on every Christian. Yeah. No, 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 no not no, at all. No, yeah. no, I don't, I'm not saying that. But I just want, like, because I feel like we have a lot of listeners that, like, hear this from different perspectives and just, if you're not a Christian, that's not how we roll. Like, that's not that's not the relationship that Jesus wants us to have. Yeah, I mean, we, you, we hope that people don't do that, you <laughs> right. know, because that is not a representation of God. And, that, that's right. honestly what yeah. confused me as a kid, yeah. is that I'm like, so it's all this stuff of, like, being loved and this unconditional love, but with all these rules, where if you step right. out of this, yeah, you're not human. loved. If you, step out, yeah. if you step out of this, you're not. And it always confused me to be like, so wait, you can ask for forgiveness for these really awful things and you're good. Right. But then you can be a good person who makes a different decision, but then you're not good. It was all so confusing in, right. my, in yeah. my brain, but I do think there are very, very different versions of yeah. what that looks like. We're going to solve this quandary today. Well, the, yes. Quandary yes. Today. yes. Just be a good person. Love people. Don't There judge. we go. That's it. I mind the core. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's at the, the core, core of, of like religious uh, hurt and all those things, you'll connect it to a person most of yeah. the time. You know, it's someone Truth. who yeah. misrepresented what it's supposed to be, misused, uh, abused with the Bible scriptures, used it to hurt people, you know, all those things. So it's like, it took me many years yeah. to- go back into my faith because I left the faith yeah, and to return with like a new perspective on it of what it is, the inclusive love that God shows and, and all of that. Like it's not what people have created it yeah. to be, you know. How old were you when, when you had your daughter? I was 18 when I had her. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, the love was there immediately. Um, I was obsessed with her, but maybe didn't know how to do connect some other dots. And um, I had to, you know, I wrote this song called Grew Up Together because we definitely did and learned. I cried. Oh, that song. We learned along the way, you know, together. And she had to put up with like the worst of me. And my youngest now gets the best of me that learned the lessons. And I mean, not that I'm perfect. I don't believe there's ever like a you've arrived situation and I haven't still. Um, But she definitely got the young, disheveled, trying to pay her bills, mom, you know, doing after I I got kicked off the record label and stuff. It was kind of like survival mode. Sure. I started waitressing and then I got into background singing and touring and, and doing a lot of different things. But you know, there was even just like one day where she was, it was uh, I think God gives you what you can handle and sometimes he doesn't. But in this situation, she was perfect for me and she was very self-sufficient and um, sh- her personality worked with where I was at at the time. 
uh, fortunately and unfortunately, but she um, put up with a lot. And I think it was like when she was a couple years old, like she came in like, it's okay, mom, I'll just eat this brown sugar. And I'm just like, oh, sweet girl. oh my goodness, get up out of the bed. Cause I still had this like, I want to sleep in late feeling. I was tired all the time. And I think when you're younger, like your body's changing and you're doing all these things. I'm like, I want to sleep until noon. That was the hardest part of parenting for me was yeah. sleep. Cause it was such something I wanted so bad. That's what kids do. That's what teenagers and college kids do. Yes. They sleep till noon. They sleep. That's normal for the phase you were in. And yeah. plus yeah. you had the weight of the world in the survival mode that you were in. Yeah. That's a lot to carry. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I didn't have a lot of grace for myself at the time. Yeah. And it took a lot of therapy and a lot of years to look back and have compassion on myself as a young mom. And I'm like, oh baby. Like, I mean, just choosing, <laughs> just choosing, you know, to go like, I'm giving up all of this, but this is the choice I'm making. That alone so at huge. that age, yeah. that is a massive decision. Yeah, it was. And knowing that you could have gone like, well, I could maybe just hide this forever. Yeah. Right? Like I could make a different choice. I could just hide this forever. Right. But that's that's a pretty massive decision to make at that age. It was. It was. Did you did you actually think you were giving it up forever? Did you think this is the end of my career? I'm not going to see this again? Or did you somewhere down inside, you know, think and hope that it was going to come back, that you were going to be able to have sort of this like rebirth in your career? I think I, I initially, so I started doing stuff in Nashville after that. And the record label saw that people were interested in my stuff. So like, let's try another Christian album. They wanted to give me. But that's so hypocritical because they're like, you're still the exact same person, but we see that people care. So, so we want to get on board with that. With you. It's still a business. It's still yeah. a business. It's still, still a, business. a business. Yeah. So they came to my daughter's first birthday party, the what? label, and handed me because the contract <gasps> was going to expire and they renewed it that day and handed me a check at my daughter's first birthday. No yeah. way. Oh How did Crazy. that be? Like, did you get at that moment that that was kind of messed up were you like but at the same time they're offering you an opportunity to do what you love so that's yeah it was an advance again yeah. to renew the deal and I was like yeah. oh I need the money of course you, you did know. I have to be honest I kind of see it a little differently than Corey I see it as they have learned something whether it's money driven or not they're they're moving a, a needle forward in allowing you you know a, a, a platform even though that they're you're your choices maybe like morally or whatever, however they classified them, right. did not See, I'm just coincide. mad at them, so <laughs> I get it, but at least they did it. If they had never done it, I would still I'd be I'd be angry. But well, I, I'm sure I, the industry right. has evolved as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it's way different. And I think the industry that was rough on me wasn't as much of the record label as it was the radio stations, touring. Oh, okay. Um, all that the other things that you need to be able you have to, to make them happy to have a career. Yeah. What happened between kids? So you have no. your daughter and then you had another child four years later? Yes. Four years later. So when I was 22. Okay. Which is still a young parent. So young. Yeah. I was running from the first situation. Okay. I was going to say, do they have the same dad? No. So that's okay. I have uh but you married the you daddy. married the what? I have three. Wait, didn't you put on a post once? You're like, I can understand two, but three. The like, three. No. did someone say that once to you? Well, I, when I was dating after my second divorce, someone's like, I can understand one, but two oh, baby yeah, daddies. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I would date these guys who were so judgmental of me, and I'm like, you don't understand. I was working through religion. I thought I had to marry everyone I slept with. <laughs> <laughs> you were the cutest thing. 
kidding. Uh, but you, so you married your oldest daughter's father. And then did, did you pretty quickly know that that was not a marriage you wanted to be in long term? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he, based was, on the things you said about him earlier, I'm just from an, an Amish community in Indiana. <gasps> and he was just super weird and had all these weird sexual problems. Um, really? Interesting. Oh, Yes. Now Jen's interested. I, yeah, now I, I know. My interest is peaked again. Jen's like, what happened? Do tell. Well, he, um, well, I found out he was talking to women about six months in when I was pregnant. And internet was a new thing. What a gem us. he is. We got a, a, oh, oh, yeah. We got this cool little desktop computer. And with he was AOL. always on it with AOL. And he was talking to all these ladies and just telling them how gorgeous they were and following them and doing stuff. Was this on like Friendster? I don't know. Was it MySpace? I don't remember. Um, But he would go to the, back when you didn't have access to porn uh, that quickly online, he would go to the superstores in Nashville and (gasps) go into uh, the places there and pick up his stuff. Yeah. And um, it's so many things. I would just find stuff all over the house. I'm like, what is this? weird looking pump contraption and oh. I'm like oh, oh yes oh like just the weirdest like stuff. stuff and one day this girl next door comes over to me and she's like it's so crazy I got this note on my car and the guy said I just want to tell you you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen and I see you walk around here and I'm like oh crazy and then uh, like a couple months later one of my friends like have you heard of internet cookies you should look in your internet and see what's in there and I'm like oh, okay I'd never even thought about it and he had this other girl in his email say, thank you for the note on my car that said I was the most beautiful girl you've ever oh seen. Oh, my God. It was his M.O. Uh-huh. Wow. So he was stalking women. <gasps> oh, yeah. Nikki. Oh, oh no. Gosh. When Jaslyn was a month old, we re- walked around the Cool Springs Galleria, and there was uh, one of the young porn people he followed that he was obsessed with was at the mall. And he took her stroller and followed <gasps> her. And he goes, I just have never seen one in person like that. You have to understand why it's so compelling for me and stuff. And I'm like, how do you have to understand that? I know. I didn't how? know. <laughs> how do you have to understand? No, that? it was wild. And there was more. And so then he, he's cheating. And then I get a phone call because I'm touring and I'm the breadwinner and I'm doing all this stuff trying to make money. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. At, at like 19 years old yes. or 18 years old, you're the breadwinner. I'm the breadwinner. Yeah, it was it was just one thing after the other. I mean, when you have a, a sexual addiction, I mean, there's just yeah. nothing was nothing was off limits. Like right. he just did everything. I got a call one day and this is when I started really um, going, I, I think I need to leave this marriage. I mean, he was starting to get abusive, but um, my tour manager let them stay at his house while I was touring. Our house was being built. He's like, um, your husband's not here. And he put Jaslyn in a closet in her crib and left her at the house while he oh went my God. downtown to his adult store or whatever, oh but left God. her in the closet in her crib. And I'm like, oh, so now we have it here. Cause you know, the church kept telling me to forgive. And I was right. going through counseling through the church for his sex addiction. And he would do these like free falling with all the sex addict dudes and like trying to find his, which I'm not, you know, it can work. Yeah. Sure. But he was so deep in, into it. And it was just so crazy. And I just got tired of knowing that he's looking for someone to cheat with at all times. Yeah. This is kind of personal, so feel free not to answer it. But having gotten pregnant young and having all this stigma in your mind about sex, 
Did you have a, a healthy relationship with sex during that marriage? Or was it something that you still felt was like this taboo thing? No, he then didn't you've got this guy me. as a, that's a whole yes. other different oh. level yeah no he was not interested in me anymore when I became extra womanly like he right. had a, a his like you were tainted at yes. that point or something he liked the young girls like oh, the young virgin very young that's girls. very predator yes, yeah. yes that very is. predator oh my gosh um so after I became motherly to him I mean it was done oh my yeah. gosh and so you had your son four and a half years later Yes. So you got out of that relationship. I got out of it. He was arrested multiple times in town for indecent exposure, public masturbation, peeping Tom. Holy shit. This yes. guy is no joke. Like no he's joke. other level. He's next level. Well, thank God that you got out of that. Yes. Yeah. I escaped from that. You basically. escaped from that. Yes. Yeah. So it got, it got pretty wild at the end. And then I basically, his appendix ruptured and I <gasps> called. I was You're like, this is my Yes, because he was like, he would throw my keys in a field. Oh my God. He would undo things in my engine so I couldn't drive away from the house. Like it got like You really were literally wild. captive. Oh I was captive. Marriage. I was scared. And so his appendix ruptured. And I'm like, oh, I know this. I was like a little hypochondriac. And I'm like, oh, he's got like pain around the navel and nausea and all these things. I'm like, your appendix. I think, you know, they're going to explode. And uh, he's <laughs> She's like. She's got the biggest grin on her face right now. Was, <laughs> I feel like this is like a country song. What's the carry? Earl maybe yeah, by the like chicks the it's so funny yes yeah. no it's funny he so I brought him to the hospital and sure enough he had to go into emergency surgery so I called his mom in Indiana and I was like I think I'm gonna need your help to watch him and then she came and I said okay I'm gonna get groceries for you guys and I left them at the house and never and came you back and never left. came back you yeah. are a badass like yeah. the <laughs> shit you went through just yeah, this is like hero level for me. I've never shared any of this with anybody. So really? Thanks. Yeah. Like, oh, not this. It's like therapy. Yes. yes. The layers of what you went through in those early years of motherhood. Right. No one should have to go through. No. Right. No yes. one should have to go through. I and mean, you did. And you're sitting here and you're beautiful. And being and, a mom is so yeah. it's hard enough to be a mom and having a great situation and scenario to have a kid. Yeah, I can't true. imagine doing it into in the worst situation. situation. Yeah, in the yeah. worst situation. So what was it like when you got out of that? Because obviously you had, then you have, <laughs> you you had another kid not long after. Not long after. Yeah, it was just, I, I didn't realize too that I was running from the childhood trauma yeah. and trying to process. I didn't know how to process yeah. the, the abuse that happened to me as a kid. And so it caused me to make a lot of, crazy decisions and, and wind up in weird situations just because I was like so sheltered. I didn't know anything. So basically yeah. I was like jungle book raised by people who didn't know how to raise like a human child, you know? Yeah. And so I didn't know, I didn't know how to take care of myself in certain things. I trusted everyone. I mean, growing up, it was like my parents yeah. were in a prison ministry and as soon as they were released, they'd be at our house. Like, cause so your parents didn't have boundaries whatsoever with people. Zero boundaries. Okay. And did that abuse come from the people that were in your home? Um, or was that coming from within your family? Family, my mom and dad, like it was like physical and psychological abuse and yeah. more psychological on my mom's side. Um, but she struggles with a lot of mental illness and things that I have compassion for now for her because I'm realizing you know I mean, yeah. she had like 13 brothers and sisters and five dads and the whole like she came from trauma you yeah. know and didn't know what she was doing 
at all. Yeah. So that is why, you know, I didn't know how to. And then how would you even know, like, how would you know better getting into a relationship like that? Right. You didn't didn't have the behavior. You didn't have it modeled for you to know what you were supposed to be looking for. It's actually an interesting point. What, what point did you realize this is not a healthy, besides the obvious, was there any moment where you're like, this is not what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like? Um, with my first husband. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, it was like probably a year into it where I was like, this is not right. I shouldn't yeah. be having to go through this kind of fear every day over yeah. what he's going to do or what's going to happen or what illegal activity is going to happen. I knew, but I had the, uh, the desire to do right by God Yeah, that kept me like, so that means I need to stay. I mean, we, we didn't know as much then about abuse. And I mean, right. we, we are inundated with positive messages now yeah. too, of, you know, standing up and being we're encouraged accountable. to yes. understand it and, and acknowledge it now. Right. We, did, I, we had no idea then. Yeah, it was well, like, well, mental, the mental health field in general, I feel like has advanced so much. And well, it was stigmatized right. then. It's like therapy yes. was something you did if something was if you wrong were crazy. With you. Oh, right. yeah. And yeah. I mean, my parents were like, you go to God. That yeah. is what yeah. you do. Well, and then as long as you marry someone Christian, like all bets are off. All it's like are, yep. you're still doing the right thing because you're <laughs> sticking with your marriage. Oh right. Gosh. Yeah, I know. So for my, <laughs> my second husband wore a golf polo shirt. So I thought that that was the answer to my prayer. Because <laughs> <laughs> Polo. <laughs> he's a wholesome guy. Yeah, he wears golf shirts. I actually married a Mormon, so right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love it. No, I was just. I was kind of like just looking for love. Yeah, and that was. I was trying yeah. to fill this massive hole in my heart. You know that yeah. I thought these guys could fill for me, and they obviously couldn't. But it was the next guy to really give me his. You know, undivided attention. Yeah, he was like okay. Was that a planned, okay, I'm ready to have another baby. I'm ready to give my daughter a sibling decision. No, I'm not. I'm not that together. Come on. (laughs) You're talking to somebody who has bookended with surprises. So none of my children were planned. (laughs) (laughs) No, not a single one. That's just like, okay, here we go. Every time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, no, that was just, yeah, that happened. We got, I didn't want to marry him, unfortunately. And I was too afraid to back out of the wedding. Mm. I didn't have the guts to say no. I knew it was wrong. I told him the day before in a car <gasps> in front of our uh, reception dinner, whatever the before dinner, the, the, the uh, rehearsal, rehearsal yeah. dinner, rehearsal dinner. I should know by now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's only been three times. <laughs> only been three. I forget these things. So. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I don't, I'm not in love with you to get married, you know? And he was like, you can't do that. My mom paid for our wedding. Oh, like you my. cannot do that. I'm like, I'm, I don't love you like that though. Yeah. And literally this is, I'm 22. Remember this. Yeah. He looks me in the eyes and he said, you know what though? We can always get a divorce. And I said, okay, I guess you're right. That's oh, how immature I was. And I went ahead and married him. But that's also manipulative. By the way, I did that. <laughs> you know? I did have that moment the week before my mm. first wedding where I was like, mom, I just, I don't know. I don't, I just yeah. don't feel like I'm supposed to be feeling this way. Yeah. And she didn't know really what to tell me, right? She's like, if you can't imagine what it would do to you or him to leave him, then you're probably making the right decision. I mean, right. she's like, how do you, what do you say? I mean, how do you yeah. define love? No one actually so knows yeah, the future. Nobody does know. No. Did you, when he asked you to marry him or did, was that a moment where you were like, 
Yes. Like, did you did yeah. you feel like you pressured into that? No, it was like there was some there was some love and joy, right? And then he cheated on me six weeks before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you didn't want to get oh, married then. No wonder. Okay. Don't even put twenty two in there. You got cheated on. I got <laughs> you cheated on me with oh. his ex. We got into an argument at a restaurant. And um, he was wearing, this is so funny, I became a recycled virgin type thing. And I kissed <laughs> So he was, How many times have you recycled yourself? Many. <laughs> what is the time period there is like a recycled virgin? Just tell us so we can see if we are recycled virgins. Well, it was, it was a big thing at the time. So you could at any point in the game decide that a I'm born again virgin. Wait, right? that born again virgin. Yeah. yeah, I'm oh. joking. Yeah, no, you know what's the thing? I have time. friends yeah. who went through that who would basically just sort Kayla's of like redevote themselves yes. to being virgin. Yes. Yes. Wow. I recycled so myself that a few is a times. Whole other <laughs> <laughs> but I've Kayla's never heard recycling. the term recycled, but recycled. that is amazing. So recycled he... and ring myself out again. Come on. Oh my God. Did a bunch of Kegels and you were a virgin again. No, I meant. I don't know what I meant. And then I like I rang out like you the said sin. I rung myself. No, out. I mean, yeah. you just said I rang out the sin. I she love did. you so much. Say it the right way. I rang out the sin. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not. like sweating. Now. Sorry. Oh my gosh, it's so That's too good. Okay, sorry. Back to you. Okay, uh, recycle version. So I gave him the necklace that I got when I was nine with my teeth marks in it. That was my purity commitment necklace so he had that on when he went and cheated on me oh no oh my god that looks so messed up that's more than that's way deep you had a purity necklace i had a purity necklace the key key to my heart what are the teeth marks that i would chew on it in school so i gave it to him like here's my purity key i'm not pure but i want to try to be and so he would wear it around his neck and then he went and took it off when he was uh having the uh fornication fornication <laughs> and left it at the girl's house and I never got it back and oh then I God. married him call her and try to get can it back can you have my purity key because I have a third Instagram husband who to give it to <laughs> what's funny is he wouldn't admit that that's what happened that night and like my spidey senses were like you knew oh you cheated and he tried to turn it on me like I made him uncomfortable at dinner to like run wow. off and then I I was like okay you know I think women could get a little manipulative at times so I took my phone and I was like oh I didn't it was actually not a regular phone it was like a, a landline phone <laughs> I took the phone no and I was like hey the girl you went out with last night I have her number and all I want you to do is this and we can move on with our relationship you're gonna call her and you're gonna have it on speaker and you're just gonna say I was so drunk last night what happened that's brilliant. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, we should do that as a segment. I was so drunk. What happened? It's fantastic. <laughs> and he was like, I can't do that. I'm like, why not? If nothing happened, why uh-huh. not? And then he broke down. He's like, I cheated on you and all that. And then I wept and I ran off. And then. But you still felt like you should stay with him. I stayed. Yeah. I was so insecure. And we can always judge our past selves, yeah. right? Like we can all do that. Absolutely. But I mean, that you at that point probably felt like okay well this is the second time right i need to stick with this oh yeah i did yes i'm like i can't do that again people are gonna judge me and yeah the whole thing and it was just um that ended up being a nightmare situation too yeah and i you know he couldn't keep a job down at the time and so i started touring with carrie underwood as her background singer for 
a number of years, I guess two or three. That's awesome. And it was hard, you know, and they were like, it was weird because I was judged for it because I was away from my kids who I didn't want to be away from. But how else was I going to pay the bills because his mom kept giving him money and she was getting resentful of it and treating us badly because of it. And Wait, like, did second husband not have a job? No, no. I mean, he was he just couldn't keep one. Oh, oh he would that's try. what you were talking about. I got yeah, you. second okay. husband. He would get one, lose one, get one. So I'm like, hey, if we go to Nashville, I can get us work and money. Yeah. You yeah. know, let me go do what I know how to do. And so I did that. And then that's when I would be gone and things were getting crazy. And then he had some addiction issues to work through. And then I, I walked away and then we went through like the battle of all battles for my son. Yeah. Which ended up being really painful because of the touring. He and his mother won primary custody of my son. Oh my gosh. Oh, ouch. And yeah. how old was your son at that point? Uh, Three or four. Okay. So he was like at the courthouse in Franklin. He said, mommy, I go home with you. And it was like, oh. no, you're not going home. It was the worst day of my whole life. I've been through a lot of stuff. And that I, by yeah, far was like, that. yeah, it was the most painful thing I've ever gone through. I mean, I nursed this kid for like a year and a half or, you know, two years every night next to me in my bed. And the woman who was like trying to give him regular milk. <laughs> Um, to not give him my breast, like just different things were happening. Yeah. She's the, she gets to tuck him in at night right now. And and it wasn't, I'm like, is this against me and my husband or me and my mother-in-law? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm this better suited parent. I've held a job and I've done all these things. And it was, the decision wasn't based off of anything other than the judgment schedule. on the work schedule. I, I would have, you know, I look back of all these things. I would have said, hey, I'll quit. Yeah. I'm I'll just quit. curious. Was it a male judge or a female judge? A, a male judge. I knew it before he even said that. Oh, and he even was like this, you know, self-seeking business or whatever. And I'm like, I grew up with a drum set in our, as a dining table and as a kid. Not like to music. mention you're supporting the family. Yes. I was like, my mu the music is all I knew. I didn't know how to do anything else. And, um... Yeah, no, they were so judgmental about it. And I thought in Nashville, they'd understand. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. And he, um, I paid child support for like over a decade oh to my Oh my ex. gosh. So wait, how long yeah. did he have primary custody? My goodness. Um, uh, 12 years. Wow. Ouch. I would fly to, to Florida every month from California and drop off a check and see him for the weekend. And it was really hard. It was like the hardest times yeah. of my life. I don't know how I got through, but- I did, and my son is just incredible, brilliant. We have this amazing close relationship. He's always checking in with me, like, every day, texting with me. And he's in Florida now. I got him back, and during the pandemic— So he was, like, 12 by then, by the time you were able to he was have custody back. like, 13, okay. maybe? Yeah. yeah. 14? Yeah. Honestly, it's like, God, even in those hard times, used those tiny little moments— to create these incredible experiences. And I bet bond. he looked forward to that time with you oh, like yeah. nobody's business. There's oh, yeah. something really beautiful about that. There was. And we would like, every time I went, I'd do a brand new hotel. We'd it's like go, a vacation with mama. Yes. Mama. I would so do really all cool. the things. We would go, I'd drive him to Orlando and we'd do the Disney stuff. Or like oh, it was fun. constant. I was a little bit of Disneyland mom, how they say the Disneyland dad stuff. That's awesome. A little bit of that. But I just tried to fill the time up with everything. I have seen video of you and your family, your now husband and your daughter performing on America's Got Talent, right? Yes. We, oh yeah, we you did, did that. that. Oh yeah. Which is One crazy cool. That was fun. So 
I'm going to just go ahead and assume that like you got it right the third time around. Third time's the charm, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up, you didn't have to support this second husband anymore. No, yeah. So what was that like sort of, obviously you were going through the struggles with custody. Yes. But what were those years like between meeting your now husband? Yes. <laughs> I call it the Nikki in the wild. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. Uh, it, was my, it was the rebirth of my teenage years, maybe, that I never yeah, got. Sowing the oats that you were scared yes. to sow. I mean, you got get to meet to. one of my young, my young boyfriends that I had at my 30th birthday. <laughs> Got it's like right this, now. this six foot five I guy that him. I met in Mexico. <laughs> you know what's really random is I chatted with him and I'm pretty sure we're still Facebook friends. Are I you? Don't know That's why. hilarious. Like, I don't even know why. That's funny. He married like this beautiful girl. He told me, I remember him telling me that he met you and was like, I think she's famous. She's famous, right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And my husband's like, is he an athlete? That was my husband's. That's that. funny. He thought he was like, he's got to be a jock. <laughs> What year were you on AGT? Um, 2017 or 18. Okay. And kudos to you because Simon You're, liked you. He did. <laughs> That's amazing. He got it right. What's so funny is while we were on the show, I was nursing mm-hmm. and just tired. I didn't, I was like over nursing, really over nursing. And so I just had I feel you there. Yeah. Can I tell you we were talking, is it okay to yeah, mention what we were talking ahead. about before? Yeah. Um, before Jen and Kayla got here, Nikki and I were just chatting about stuff and I was kind of sharing with her that I've been going through this sort of like, like weaning situation where it feels like mild depression. And she had to go cold turkey with her youngest yeah. because what is the term? It's, it's I had nursing well, keto acid, lactation ketoacidosis. It's like a, like, like diabetic skin. Yeah. It couldn't oh kill me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki was also telling me that she uh, performed CPR on her now six-year-old. Yeah. She, who, oh, I remember They called that. it SIDS Interrupted, an <gasps> alt-apparent yeah. life-threatening event. How did and, you, like... Sorry, we're jumping around yeah, here, no, but there's fine. just, like, your story so is so layered. So to the story. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You're an onion. So <laughs> her daughter was sleeping on her husband's, husband's yeah, okay. chest, and I was like, what's happening? Like, she looked different, you know, and then she wasn't breathing. Was she four months? She was only a couple months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, that's the window. It's, like, two to four mm-hmm. months is that... Yeah right there yeah and um i performed cpr in the the house and it didn't work it was so weird because the day before this lady that lived next door whose son was on all these machines he was sick said hey if you ever need resuscitating i could resuscitate a horse or whatever so it was like okay the most random random but i she didn't hear me over all the machines so i'm like (gasps) pounding on her door and you know my husband's on the phone with 911 as well and so I'm like, let's meet them downstairs because we were up in the condos like three floors up. Let's go down. And so when we went back down to the bottom. I put her back on the ground and then did CPR on the ground again. And then she breathed and started shaking and the whole thing. And oh um, But she went that whole time without? The whole time without breathing. Mm-hmm. And um, they did all the tests and she had no brain damage and, but I had PTSD cause I'd lost a brother uh, at a young age of cancer when I was little. And so it's like all these things were coming back and the pain and seeing a child go through pain. And um, so quit nursing PTSD. And then with the uh, ketoacidosis, like my body just was done at that point. And that was right around America's got talent time. So I didn't even care anymore about being on the show. Yeah. I felt like I was just too tired to even keep up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like there's so many phases like that in motherhood where you feel like you're never going to get through it. 
Yeah. And you, it's hard to imagine ever feeling like yourself as a yeah. human, like as a whole person. Yeah. Is it wrong that I still feel like that no, six years later? <laughs> it's not. I still don't feel like my hormones and who I am is back in sync with who yeah. I should be, I guess, or what I want to be. You know, I'm like, I, why am I still panicked over my six-year-old? And I'm like, don't do this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to check and make sure she's breathing still. I don't know when that will leave for me. Oh, probably never. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, you didn't, You, I guess you had your third child later in life. Yeah. But for those of us who did, because I always think, like, my hormones, I think, had a harder time um, writing themselves after Evelyn because I was such an advanced maternal age. So maybe right. it's, like, all of those things. And, and maybe it's, like, you're hormonal profile is shifting anyway as yes. you get in your 40s which sucks we don't even talk about that <laughs> take Shifted. it back you all sweat through your sheets oh, before yeah. you start your period <laughs> i just had my first period back since so i only had i only had three periods between my youngest two shut up and then i she started her she okay so nikki had periods all through nursing all kayla through started nursing back like three months after having a yeah, baby 12 weeks so i just feel like you guys need to call customer service because that's I not know, right it wasn't fair not i fair. cried <laughs> like i'm you, not supposed to have you this. deserve a gift card or something uh, gift card. definitely yeah. but it's true i mean i definitely think it takes a solid two years to just feel physically like you're back in your body right like i feel like still my one-year-old is just an extension of my body she's an appendage yeah I mean, it doesn't feel like I am just an individual person, which I love. I love. Right. And then it's also hard. It is. I feel that. I I, I think, too, like um, not being able to raise my son yeah. was like having her from a baby to experience. And I'm not going to cry to experience all these things with her. Like I get to. And, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much with my 18 when I was 18 because I'm like surviving. Hanging on for dear life. And so my son, I didn't get to enjoy it because he's gone and another woman is putting him to bed. And now with my daughter, it's like I feel like that same feeling like she's my heart on legs and I'm there like wanting to be for every moment and for yeah. everything. I'm just taking it in and I'm, I'm loving it and it's like the best thing in the whole world to be yeah. able to have that experience. And then yeah. you're doing it with a partner this time, like oh, a yeah, real which, partner. Yeah, he is a, like. Did you, when you same. met him, he's like, okay, no polo shirt, check. No, he looked like uh, Jared Leto. And oh, he I mean, like, awesome. Like, <laughs> I, like my so-called life, are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> he had a long like sweater cape when he walked in, like black with oh, black wait, hair down sweater to his shoulder. I don't know, like a, almost like a, a woman's uh like long, he was a rock like star. A is what you're cardigan. saying? Yes, a long ground of the thing. cardigan with his like tight. Okay, pants. and how did you meet uh, him? Was pants. it through the music industry? Yes. Well, I was doing Glee at the time, singing on the show, and like we would just have like these 15 hour days. Yeah. And this guy's like, "You got to see this hot guy that looks like Jared Leto." And I'm like, "Yes." And he showed <laughs> me him singing, and I was done. And he was really funny at the time. Vine was like a big deal. That's what gets me is is if somebody's funny. Oh yeah. Super funny. And then he had like good like faith and like all these things about him. And so he 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 was uh, messaging me back and forth like on the on the gram and he never like did anything about it. And he said later on at the time I knew you were a real 
woman with you know, not like other You're women. A real real woman. Woman. <laughs> he's like, but I knew it couldn't be just go. He's like, I wasn't just going to go and like take you out if I wasn't wanting to be in your life yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Not just fun dating. He's like, you had yeah. kids. I wasn't going to do that. And I wasn't ready to take on like he was thinking if I'm going to date her, I need to be OK and ready to take on kids. And so he waited like a year and then he called me and he was like, hey, I'm coming into town. Can I take you on a dinner date? And I mean, I've been dating in L.A. where they're oh like, let's God. hang out. Let's have hang a drink. Out. No, yeah, non-committal. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, we, I mean, if you want to hang out, I mean, I guess you want we to, can. If you you're not busy. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like a dinner date. Like he just put out his intentions. I'm like, yes. And so I didn't hear from him. And so I was like, crap, I really want to go out with this guy. And so I asked him to sing at this show I hosted in L.A. for seven years. Oh, it was the called w? Jazz Night. Yeah, I love that night. That was a fun night. And so he came out to sing. And then I was like, hey, if you're not doing anything when you fly in, I'm having a party at my house. You can stop by. He's like, sure, I'll come. I didn't have a party. That's so cool. <laughs> I love and so I threw a party. party yeah. around meeting him. <laughs> And then he said, no, I just wanted us to have an initial meet first. So it wasn't a weird, awkward first date. Right. So we met, we stayed up all night talking and he um, just immediately became a part of my life. Having like a real partner, did that change your entire outlook on motherhood with your youngest? It was a totally different thing. You know, it's like, even now he's, his thing is he loves doing bedtime. He wants to get her ready and do the stories and she has to do things kind of the same way every time it's her thing. So he does that with her. He, you know, picks her up and he takes her to school early so I can drink coffee by myself in the morning. I actually have a question about what it was like for you when your oldest daughter hit the age that you were when you had her. Wow. I mean, that's that was a part of like the the shifting for me and like compassion for myself. Yeah. Back then, I'm like, yeah. I can't. I mean, even she says she's a kid. You just yeah. look at her and you're she's a kid, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she'll be 22. And she's like, Mom, I can't believe you like had yeah. almost two kids at my age. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I don't I can't handle that right now. You know, was the approach that you took with her like having those conversations about what a relationship supposed to look like and what sex is supposed to look like. Did you approach that completely differently because of what you've been through? Yes. I mean, it was like, it's, it was just open. They, my kids know like just nothing's weird Yeah, with us. You can talk about anything. Nothing's off the table, like very open conversations. Um, you know, it's being a parent to an adult child is very hard. And I feel like it, it's it's even harder of a transition for me than just having young kids and stuff. Yeah, um, her not being in the house anymore was terrible to go through. Walking by, I mean, she was with me my whole adult life. Yeah. I don't know life uh, that I can remember without my daughter yeah. there with me. So walking around and her not being there, not you know, her not checking in with me anymore. I mean, she left at eighteen. She was very <laughs> independent and. I moved out and it was just like really hard to not be that person in that space yeah. for her and to let her go and and do her life but still be there and not be helicopter mom and and just trust it. that you've done enough <laughs> yeah it's hard you know because I, I made a lot of mistakes and as parents do and um I think the key to being okay <laughs> with your kid, no matter what, even though it'll never be perfect is as a parent, just to be humble about where you go wrong with them when they grow up. It's, it was a good thing because I was like, Hey, you know, 
I want you to go get therapy because you've had a really crazy life. I know because I was a part of creating that crazy life for you. And when you discover all of the things, she's like, no, you're perfect, mama. mama." I'm like, no, when you discover all of the things that hurt you underneath, I'm here to apologize. Yeah. I want to be here each step of the way as you unfold this. And then, you know, a few months in, it's like, mom, I'm learning this. And that makes me mad. I'm like, good. You should be mad that that happened, you know? And I'm, I, you know, I'm here to, to listen to things that are really hard to listen to. You go, that bothered me, mom, that you did this or that. And it's really hard. It's hard because they get older and there's a mirror there and you're able to see some things through their eyes, you know, and um, we've just tried to keep an open uh, conversation through each other and uh, yeah, just staying humble as a parent, you know, accepting, not being afraid to just admit that you've messed up I mean that's just been kind of the key and it's kept her at a place I think the hardest part of my mother father relationship was they'd be they would never admit that they did anything wrong as a parent they would never just say I screwed up and I'm like why not we all do it's okay to get to that place where you say I really messed up and I never got that from them like hey I'm sorry that I did that to you because we're all going to make mistakes along the way and our kid at some point will talk about us in therapy it's going yeah. to happen, you know, and um, it's just us being there. And then as they get older, too, there's the reciprocal things that you learn in relationships, too, where it's not just the parent driving the, the ship anymore. But it, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like every parent needs to write that down and put that on their mirror. Having that mindset that someday your kid's going to be in therapy because of you. And right. like you need to be open to apologize. <laughs> Every kid like, needs something to go to therapy about. So, yeah, like, that job. is so beautiful. Like I love that. I remember growing up, my dad always saying, "You either become exactly who your parents are, or you learn from their mistakes." Right. And you were such a perfect example of someone who is raising your kids in a way where you learned from everything you went through despite you going like, I have to apologize for these things. Like I feel like I am emotional for you (laughs) because of just the, it's just so obvious how much you love your kids and how much you want to show up for them and be better for them. And I honestly think that as parents, that's all we can do. Well, I was going to say, I feel like you get to a point when you are an adult and you look at your parents as humans and not parents. There's like a veil that's lifted. Yeah, that's true. And I just recently went through that with my mom where I'm like, oh, she's a person. Like she's, she's just a person. Like, why am I getting Oh, I yelled that at my kids last week. I'm a human person. (laughs) (laughs) There's a level of emotional awareness. And I'm really glad that you know, this generation of parents and like where we are now in the world, we're talking about that emotional right. awareness and we're just talking about that awareness in general. Right. It's, it's everything shifted. Our kids are, are teaching us. I'm curious to know what faith looks like in your family now based on what you went through. Yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, there's not personal guilt anymore. Yeah. Like if I miss a whole bunch of Sundays of church or anything, <laughs> you know, right. I don't feel like that religious guilt in my life anymore. It's just, it's free. It's something yeah. I choose to do because I want to do it. My daughter loves church going to, on Sundays and things like that. Um, we just moved out here. And so my husband is like a worship leader 
And so he's worked at a lot of different churches and things um, doing that. And so we just moved to Nashville back. I used to live here and we haven't really picked a church yet, but we're not like, we got to do this and get connected right away. And it's just like, <laughs> let's see, you know, let's try some things out. And, you know, some Sundays I will just, I'll watch something on online, encouraging or inspiring, you know, scroll just, Facebook. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it. coffee, do it. Facebook scroll. We're good. <laughs> I saw a meme that set me up for the day. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Encouraging quote. Yeah. Done. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, we're in a, a more relaxed place with yeah. it. And, um, you know, if we find a community that we feel comfortable with in a church, we'll definitely get connected out here. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, what is going on with your music? Because I have, watched clips that Kayla sent me and then I I sent my okay like I semi stalked you online and it's so cool to see you perform with your family and like oh my gosh I'm so into harmonies oh and you guys are amazing so are you are you guys playing out together as a family is that something that you're because I know you did America's Got Talent yes. and people love you guys no, <laughs> we are not performing <laughs> you're out like together. no it's interesting you know my husband and I just had this conversation that um we, some couples can do everything together and yeah. work well together. Mm -hmm. Doing this family group on AGT was very hard to do. Yeah. Um, all the dynamics of that and you're like all at home together and like, should we practice? I'm like, no, I, at the yeah. time, like, I just want to lay here I and be at home. and yeah. watch TV. You know, it was very hard to keep the rhythm. And my husband and I sat down last week and I was like, you know what? Let's free each other right now because we you know someone was asking us would you want to do like a duo record deal group and I'm like I really don't want to yeah and not that I don't want to I mean we love performing together like mm -hmm. we performed at a place out here in Nashville a couple weeks ago and it was so much fun yeah and people were like your chemistry's so hot I'm like great thanks you know it was fun <laughs> <We> <laughs> yeah I hope so um but that's different than it being a job different than having to write at home together yeah. every day we don't yeah. write really well together I get a little even more self-conscious with him mm -hmm. than I would a stranger which is crazy the friction it just there's a lot of like friction here and there and yeah. I'm like let's just like both worth in it. this season it's not yeah. let's go do what we do so I'm gonna write and do that and he writes too so you go write with your people and if if we ever bridge anything that's great but we don't have to right and then we'll have something to talk about at the end of the day. Yeah. I'll be like, how was your right? What did you talk about? It's more exciting. Yeah. And I'm like, but just be observant enough to tell me a few solid things from your day. Don't <laughs> yeah. just say it was a good day. I want to hear a couple of things. You know, I'm yeah. interested. Can I just say, so Corey and my husbands both work for the same company and they are going back into the studio soon. <laughs> are they? Oh, yes, they are. Like in within weeks. Within a week, right? Yeah. And I cannot... I cannot wait to have a little bit of separation. Yeah. I, I sound so horrible. I just can't no, wait. No, it doesn't sound horrible. Little. Being able to compartmentalize those pieces of your life, I think that's really important. And you guys, you said you just got, you guys just had that real conversation. We like just a week did ago. last week. We just oh set each God. other free. That's just a lie. But that, you probably that. feel a new sense of like, yeah, because in, it's in the home. when you have the a, a goal or a target direction, mm -hmm. right? Then everything goes in line with what that is. So it's like yeah. when someone asks us, "Would you do this?" We can say now, "No, that's not where we're yeah. headed in our life." It gives yeah. us some clarity on what we want to do, and we're like, yeah. "Let's just be separate for now." Yeah, and, and if it overlaps, it's been, then it's for fun. Yeah, and I mean the pandemic thing in California, like we were just 
in each other's lives way too much. Um, So it's just enjoying some of this. And we can tend to be a little codependent with each other too. And so like, if I'm feeling down, he'll like, he'll meet me where I'm at sometimes. I'm like, no, pick me up when I'm down. Don't come down to where I'm at emotionally, you know? And I could do that with him. I'm like, you're not okay. Okay. And then I could be like where he's at. Yeah. Like we've got to like rip this apart for Well, especially if you're experiencing the same things where like, say you're in a band and something Mm. like that's a bummer that happens with the band, then you're both in that place. Yes. Versus being able to go, I'm sorry, your day was shit, but like come over here and like cuddle with me. Exactly. We need need that. We need that. For us, from where we're at, not that nothing can ever happen that we work together, but for this season, yeah, this is a good thing. And now is Jaslyn pursuing a music career? Yes, she's okay. an incredible singer, oh. you guys. Like so good. Um, oh. She sings for like film stuff and shows, and she's writing for cartoons and just yeah. I, I love your story, and I I know we could talk to you all night. Uh, I know I know I told you an hour, and I'm like, oh, tell oh, me no. more. <laughs> I love it. We love you. Um, <laughs> Where can listeners like go find you? Where do you want them to like follow your music? Give us all your follow, like, yes. subscribe. Where can I, they stalk you? That's really I'm the question. A, I'm a big Instagram person. Yeah. I post like the TV stuff, some of them like up there or, you know, if I'm going to release new music sure and stuff. Yeah, it's Nikki Leonti. N-I-K-K-I-L-E-O-N-T-I. And I'm working on writing my story finally. So oh, like I in full, and like a book. Yeah, it's so. Oh my gosh, there's so many layers. It's so complex. So I'm trying to. You should totally write your story mm-hmm. because you. There's something special about someone like you who has gone through so much, and still you are just like a shiny bright light. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you. You're very it's shiny. Oh, thank you so much for joining Aww. us tonight. I I love your honesty, and I also love how. Like you've been a mom in all these different phases of your own life. You're like every flavor of a mom. (laughs) (laughs) 31 flavors. (laughs) Yes. It's, you know, it's great. I think it's, it's great to let moms know that you can do it all. You can do everything. You could have kids and go after your dreams. And I'm not, I don't have any like, feeling with my kids like oh I had you young and I would have imagined all the things I could have done or could have been I still went after my passions and got to bring my kids along for the ride and I think we can we can do it all yeah you are completely inspirational and we are so happy that Yay. you sat down with Thank us tonight. You so guys much are so awesome. Thank you for asking me, you guys. Yay. Oh my gosh, we love you. Wait, is this our wait? This is wait. Is this our last one? Is this, this season our finale? Season. 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 Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, guys, we will see you next this. week, or maybe we'll just see you, <laughs> you on have Patreon to, pay to hear our stories. <laughs> season four <laughs> is coming to you in a couple months. Okay. Well, good thing that we're so prepared. Yeah, we are really prepared. We always know what's next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.